Hello. So welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Into It. It's me. It's Brie. Couple of things. I'm actually recording outside on my patio. So hopefully it's like you guys can hear me fine because there's a lot of birds chirping away right now, but it's honestly so beautiful outside. Um, I've been working a lot for my patio the last few days because the weather has just been perfect and it's supposed to rain tomorrow randomly. So I was like, I got to soak up all of the vitamin D that I can get before <laughs> the rain comes. Um, so if you guys are Taylor Swift fans like me, you might know that Taylor Swift is recording all of her albums like from before I want to say Lover that last the album she put out I think in 2019 um because he who shall not be named bought like her entire collection and so she is re-recording them right now and for the first time I'm for the first time in my life I feel like I am also Taylor Swift because I am re-recording <laughs> some of my older episodes for various reasons. Like I just needed an update, um, much like this one. I think the last podcast I recorded about Pinterest was stuff, you know, from 2020. And obviously like things have changed on the platform. There's a couple of other episodes that I'm going to go back and re-record and re-release because I think they get buried um, in like the... When you go and look at like the podcast, whether you're on shop of Shopify, <laughs> whether you're on Spotify or uh, the iTunes, Apple podcast, like it, if you've done over a hundred episodes, like I, for me myself, don't like keep scrolling. I just kind of stop after maybe five or ten just to see what interests me. So I really um, wanted to to re-record some things. So starting. With this particular episode, the Pinterest marketing changes of 2021. And I was going to get super nerdy and like do a bunch of research and like watch a bunch of um, YouTube videos and like what other people were saying about Pinterest. But I think sometimes the best way to teach things or learn new things is by experience. Like I really... I'm a hands-on learner. I like to see what works, what doesn't work. I like to use my hands. I'm a visual learner. And so I just wanted to share some things that I have noticed working with my Pinterest clients that have what what we're doing with their accounts that have made them successful, like actual hands-on experience rather than being like, Bloomberg statistics say that, like, which is all helpful information. It's all very relative. I will give them that. But again, I really wanted to take today's episode and focus on what I've noticed from the clients that I'm working with and the ones that have the really successful accounts, like what strategies we're implementing. And I'm just going to stick with three things because I don't want to make this podcast super long. I want this to be information that you can just 
take a bite of and move along with your day, especially if you are on Pinterest. So the first thing that I have noticed with Pinterest is a huge, huge focus on video content. So whether you are using your reels or your TikToks or you're taking videos specifically for Pinterest, the Pinterest algorithm is loving the video content. They've had video content, I want to say for about two years, but I would say in the last six months, it's been huge and really blowing up. A lot of people are posting their TikToks, their reels, um, their Instagram stories, and, pu and putting them on Pinterest. The other thing, and not every single account has access to this, so you need to check to see if your account has it, is um, the request for story pins. So story pins are essentially just like Instagram's Instagram stories. Um, so what I am encouraging a lot of my clients to do is if they have content that they're posting on their Instagram stories to also download the Pinterest app, request story access, and add the store Instagram stories to Pinterest stories um, because those are definitely helping with content um, being circulated and I'm seeing huge numbers. I think we posted a video for one of my clients and within 30 minutes she got like 5,600 views on her pin pin video, which is insane. They also have tags. So you when you upload a video through Pinterest desktop, they ask you for like what the, I guess, vertical that you would be saving it under. And that just helps with SEO and also search ranking. So if you're not using Pinterest videos yet, it would definitely be something that I would a thousand percent recommend because I am seeing a lot of my clients have major, major success with the video content. And I think Pinterest is really favoring it right now. So when they see that you're uploading videos, they're going to show your content more. Um, if you've never posted a Pinterest video before, you might have to go through an approval process, which I believe can take 24 to 72 hours for them to approve the video. But once you get it approved once or twice, like the next time you go to upload, like they're not going to be like, you have to, your video's being approved. Um, so it's just a, a, just a little heads up if it's their first time posting any type of video content on the platform. So the second thing that I'm really noticing is fresh pins. So Pinterest algorithm is loving when you're uploading new images, new URLs, new links, new videos, whatever, onto the platform. So I used to say that you should be pinning about five to 10 pins per day. I would say 15 to 20 is the new good number to <laughs> to want to hit. And when I say fresh pins, that doesn't mean pinning other people's content. It means you are writing new blog posts and you're pinning directly from your website or uploading those pins directly to like a scheduling app like Tailwind or directly to Pinterest. So those would be considered fresh 
pins. Now, if you have a Shopify or Etsy store, this would be a great time to utilize like multiple shots of your item. So instead of, let's say you have a candle making company, don't just upload like one picture of a lavender can calendar. <laughs> What am I trying to say? One picture of a lavender candle, you want five to 10, 15 photos of that one particular item with a great keyword filled description. And that would be considered a fresh pin. Um, so even if you're uploading the same product, it's the image that Pinterest is really looking for. Um, so yeah, so fresh pins, Again, they do not include repinning other people's pins from Pinterest, from like your home feed or in similar niches. I definitely, I would still say encourage you to repin other people's pins because Pinterest does like to see folks, you know, active on the platform. Um, but make sure a majority of your pins are your pins and they're new links, they're new images um, that you're uploading. So I always say follow like an 80-20 rule. So 80% your pins, 20% other people's pins. And I think that's always like a safe bet. Sometimes I recommend 50-50. I know that this sounds crazy whenever I'm like 15 to 20 pins a day because then you're multiplying that by 30 and people are like, I only have five blog posts, which I understand. Like this is something to aspire to hit. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, hit this 15 to 20 pin, fresh pin amount every like as soon as you start your Pinterest account, um, you know, it's going to take time to build up. And I think you just have to do the best that you can with what you have. And as you continue to expand your product catalog or get new photos for your store or write more blog posts, then it becomes a little bit more manageable for those 15 to 20 pins per day of quote unquote fresh content. Um, so the last thing that I want to talk about is the Pinterest mindset. And this isn't anything new, but it's something that I feel like I'm constantly um, reframing to make sure that I'm explaining this well, not only to my clients, but also in my courses and on the podcast and just to people who are curious about Pinterest. Um, because I think there's so many misconceptions with Pinterest and like clumping it with a social media platform. And it's really not a social media platform. I've probably said this a thousand times. I call it a virtual search engine. i didn't come up with that term myself, but I have heard it around the interwebs and I love that term. So if you came up with it, kudos to you. DM me, send me an email so that way it can give you credit for it. Um, but I really like to try to shift my client's mindset away from typical social media analytics or expectations. So I, a, a lot of my clients who have like Shopify stores um, come from a Facebook culture where they're used to people seeing an item, clicking on it, interacting with you in the comments and saying, okay, I want to buy it. Or they see it on Instagram and they see the product. They're like, yo, I want to buy this. Send me an invoice. How do I purchase it? Like there's an interaction there, right? With Pinterest, you don't 
have that same interaction and the expectation has to be different. Um, and doesn't make one platform right or wrong. It just there's a different level of expectation that you have to have with Pinterest. With Pinterest, you're really building evergreen content, right? So when you're on Facebook, you're posting something and a new item, that item is only going to show up in someone's news feed for 24 to 48 hours, maybe like 72 hours if it's a super viral post. Um, so you, the life cycle of that post is one to three days. With Pinterest, you're looking at a six month life cycle, if not longer. I have pins that like still populate that are like four years old. So as long as that content is continuing to be reshared, and clicked on and viewed, Pinterest is going to keep circulating that. So even though, yes, it might take more time to create pins specifically and create the volume of pins, you're really setting yourself up to not have to work as hard because you're not having to write a new post every single day that's only going to be shown for, you know, if you do Instagram stories, 24 hours. If you do a, a, a post on Facebook or Instagram, it's it has a one to three day lifespan. So it's a much different mindset when you're go when you begin working on Pinterest because it's a long game. You're looking at it from a long-term perspective of how this is going to grow my business. And the last thing that I like to tell my clients, especially when they're new and they've never really been on Pinterest, is Pinterest does two things. One, it gets you traffic to your website. And two, it can help you build your email list. If you're getting traffic to your website, but you're not getting any sales, that doesn't tell me there's a Pinterest problem. It tells me that there's a problem with your website, that it's not converting. Um, because again, it takes a customer seven times to see a product or see an item before they really trust to purchase that. So you can't people expect people to see your pin, click it, and want to buy it immediately because they don't know who you are. Like they haven't established any trust in you. Um, it, ta it takes time. Um, of course, Pinterest is really setting up the platform to for for people to see an item, click and purchase it. But that conversion we're seeing right now is still really, really low. Um, I think the potential is there. But as of right now, it can definitely happen. But I don't want my clients taking that bet. I think the better bet is let's grow your email list. Let's establish a customer base for you. Let's get people in your network like whether you want them to come back to your website, whether that you want them to follow you on Instagram, whether you want them to be in your Facebook group, like where, what is the call to action when they get to your website? And I always recommend email list, email list, email list. I will say it till I die that <laughs> you need an email list, um, especially if you're going to be utilizing Pinterest in, in that way. And I will warn you, I had a client who she was like, okay, I'm getting all this traffic to Pinterest and I want them to join my Facebook group. And then for my Facebook group, then I'm going to sell them items. And I said, that's a really long customer journey. So I'll do an entire podcast episode on like what a customer journey looks like, how it should look like, all of that. But in the long run, her conversion rates, we couldn't track them 
because it'd be like, oh, this, where did this person come from? Did, did they come from Pinterest? Like, how, how did they find me? Um, and then there was like traffic coming back to her website. So it was really, really hard to see that direct connection from like Pinterest to customer, um, which is fine. And I think that's one of the pitfalls of Pinterest. And I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat and be like, Pinterest is the best, da, 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 da. even though it's my zone of genius. It does have its errors and its flaws, just like any other platform. But I really want you guys to think about like, if you're going to utilize Pinterest, use it to have a short customer journey and get that conversion. So that is all that I have for you guys today. I know it was a pretty short and quick episode, but I just wanted to share some of those marketing changes um, that I saw in Pinterest. And again, there's so much more that I could talk about, but I feel like those are the big three that I would really, really focus on if you are utilizing Pinterest for your business. So I will see you guys next week for a new episode. All right, be kind, be well, be grateful, love you, mean it, bye.